Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point. I say this every week. And with me again today is the pastor, Paul Eastwood. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Enjoying this nice little reprieve in our weather here. This is what we do as Canadians, talk about weather. I don't know why, yeah. but... <laughs> well, because it's been just ridiculously nice. I had coffee outside yesterday with some friends um, in the back church lot. It was just glorious and beautiful. So... Wonderful. Uh, nice. we, we are continuing our series, continued on Sunday, our series yeah. on uh, how we live, on our values. And this week, Paul, you preached on generosity over self-centeredness. You want to yeah. give us a little recap from Sunday? Yeah, for sure. And so we talked about this idea of generosity. Is Usually what happens when we start talking about generosity is that people get like a little worried because they think, uh-oh, someone's going to ask me for money and I got to look out and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but generosity is really a lifestyle. It reflects something amazing about God and it also helps us stay focused on other people. And so those were two of the things that we were playing around with a little bit Mm -hmm. when it comes to this connection between, um, generosity and moving away from self-centeredness. And, you know, we try to talk about this in that bigger sort of context that, you know, in order for us to take steps to regularly move towards being generous. And I said that purposefully because I think that, we can have moments where we're more generous and moments where we're less generous. But if we were to put self-centeredness and generosity on a scale, what we want to do as followers of Jesus is move further along the scale towards generosity, which means that we are less and less self-centered. So in order for us to regularly move towards uh, being generous away from being self-centered, we talked about celebrating God's generosity, looking Mm -hmm. up and then really fighting to put others first. And that's not just, you know, when we give to people, but recognizing how we feel when others get. And so that was kind of where we played, uh, you know, with the the idea this week. Yeah, which I, I mean, I don't know how others felt, but that was for me really convicting, right? Like it's one thing to talk about, I, I need to be more generous and, you know, we all need to take what we've got and be generous. And like, yeah, that's, I, I think everyone kind of expects that when they come to church and whether or not we do it might be another thing, but how we feel when someone else receives generosity who we may or may not think deserves it. Yeah. Um, how we feel about others who, who get things, which really in my mind, this is the heart of the gospel. Um, yeah. God poured himself out for us, not because we deserved it, not because I deserved it, not because someone worse than me deserved it, but, yeah. but because we didn't and because God can. And that's like, I'm, I need to celebrate that. That needs to override any jealousy or self-centeredness that I have. Yeah. And I think that applies with all of these little things too. And it's really easy for us to like, to say that we understand it when it comes to grace and salvation, but then not understand it when it comes to these little acts of generosity. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think, I think it, it surprises us how often our self-centeredness kind of jumps up hmm. and grabs our attention. And you know, and I think, you know, I, I, I think for us, the, those things that happen in a moment, you know, when you don't have time to think about it and it just, it's a, it's a knee jerk response. Yeah. Those are the things that truly get at what's going on in our heart. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the things that we need to be paying attention to most. So those moments where someone ha- gets something and even if you like, you know, push away that, that, you know, that feeling of, you know, jealousy and you, you, you know, move to be thankful for that person. That's great. But that, that moment of jealousy in the beginning, you know, just demonstrates where our heart is at and, and how much work we have to do and, and, and how far we have to go. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. I, th- I think, you know, as we've said with all of these values, um, the second part is the thing that we're moving away from, right? So generosity yeah. we want, we want to move away from self-centeredness. 
And we're saying this because we think it helps to kind of put it in context, but because we all struggle with it, right? It's not yeah. like we as pastors are standing up there being like, you there, stop being so self-centered. Like, no, it's it's me. It's my heart. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to do. So, so can we talk a little bit about what, when we talk about generosity, I think the default is to think money. Uh, yes. And the default is to think, oh, no, the pastor's talking about money again. He wants more money for the church so he can get paid more, which is <laughs> clearly not true. Um, but so I, I think money plays a part because oh, money sure. is a huge value. But what else, like, what does it look like to be generous? What is that as a, as a value, as a something that we live out in all of life, not just when it comes to our bank accounts? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it's, it's helpful to go down that road um, about money because I think it is a, it's, a, it's a great place to, to really kind of catch our hearts and see where we're at. Um, but yeah, I would say that, you know, that there are lots of places that we can be generous in our lives as it, as it pertains to being a value that's foundational to everything that we do. And this, mm. is, this is why we talk about generosity as a value, um, not because, you know, you know, we as a staff, you know, remember values are how we do things. So it's not like we are going to, you know, like the how is always about money. It's not, it's, it's about the way we lead and all those things. And yeah. so what it means is, you know, for instance, we want to be people who are uh, open to interruptions. Mm. Um, you know, if someone, if someone comes in and has a question or pushes us in a different direction, you know, we, we don't just say, you know, Hey, I don't have time or this isn't, you know, this isn't the right way to do this. I mean, obviously, you know, make an appointment and all that stuff, but we want to be open with our time. We want to be mm -hmm. open to interruptions. Um, you know, another way of thinking of this is, um, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of some, like some, some kind of real world examples. And I, I use some on, um, on Sunday, you know, but, you know, one of the things we talked about is, is even just doing work around the house without being asked or without announcing it. To me, that's generosity. So, mm. so when we are, um, you know, when we have, there's something that needs to get done and we go ahead and do that, um, you know, for those other people, it's an act of service, but it's also an act of generosity in some ways. Um, you know, we can be generous in the way that we bring or invite people into our friend circles. Yeah. Um, if you're thinking about this in, you know, think about those people that sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I don't really have time for them or I don't want to have this conversation. Well, and I, I just want to riff on that for a second. Yeah. Like COVID has been such a chance to conveniently ignore those people, right? Oh, I've got to be in my bubble. I've only got so much energy. I can't, you know, I can't see people. So you can, it, it's easy for us right now to be really self-centered in how we're spending our relational energy. And not that, like, I think there's something really good. We need to have good mental health. We need to connect with people we love and who know us and who love us. But what does it look like to to connect with those who maybe take a bit more work, maybe you're a bit harder mm -hmm. um, and yeah, to be more generous with our kind of emotional energy when we can. Yeah, for sure. And I think generosity is kind of like a it, it's 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 a response in those moments. You know, like we talk about things like engagement and those kind of things in terms of like looking for ways to connect with other people and all that generosity is is often I see um, as a response in the moment, you know, mm -hmm. when when something comes up and there's that tinge in our, you know, that we're like, ah, I don't want to go there, but it's mm. like, no, that's, that's actually a good thing to go to. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, it's hard though, right? Like it's hard to choose generosity. Um, harder than we think is what I would say. Cause I think, I think if you were to ask people and say, are you generous? They would say, yeah, I'm a generous person. And then it's like, okay, what does generosity look like? And they're like, well, I give 17% on a tip or I give like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and it, it is, Often, whenever the, the thing that we're doing is still calculated in some way, 
then we're not displaying the kind of generosity that, that we see in the gospel. So like what I mean is that if we're okay. sitting there thinking to ourselves, okay, you know, last time I gave 15%, you know, we talked about being generosity. I think that 16% would still work. You know, it's not too much, but it's not, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. When you start having those conversations, what you're doing is you're, you are checking to see whether you can part with a certain amount of money or not. And then, it, then that's where we start to get into self-centeredness, to be mm-hmm. honest. So, so yeah. what's, what's that line then between, like, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, generosity requires us to be a little more lavish and a little more free, but also like the Bible talks about us being responsible with our money, us saving, yeah. us being wise. How do we, how do we rightly plan to be generous? If I can say that. Well, I would say that, that first of all, I would say that giving to the church, maybe I, I, I have to think this through perhaps, but this is why we do these podcasts, but yep. I'm not sure that giving to the church is being generous. Hmm. That's just being obedient. Okay. So, so like, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, I don't want people to be thinking, you know, I give, you know, a 10% to the church. Like, look at me, aren't I generous? Yeah. That's not generosity. That's just obedience because God says, Hey, like, this is part of what you, you know, what you do as a believer. So let me just play out the other side of that. So, so what we're saying, and I, I agree with you here though, this is kind of wild. If you're not giving to the church in, in some way, you're being disobedient to the call of Jesus. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah. Which is like, now, if you think that's a harsh truth, take it up with Jesus. Because like, yeah. I, you know, this is, I, I think there's there's actually pretty clear, like he he talks about the, um, and and we're not saying that you need to give a ton or you, but like, like Jesus actually talks about giving uh, the heart behind giving, right? Yeah. And the, the talks about the widow who comes and gives very little, but it's, it's so much of what she has and the generosity is, is yeah. what he's rewarding. But it's, it's that like, so in some ways, okay, I'm going to maybe push back a little bit. Giving to the church is obedience and not generosity. It's, it's obedience of generosity. We are to be generous with the church. We are to have generous hearts when we give, but it's, that's just like straight up obedience. That's kind of baseline. Yeah. I I guess that's, that's what I'm saying is that's where you start. Right. And then, and then generosity comes in. um, Yeah. I don't think that it, generosity means that you, it, there are some people who are give, are put in a position where they have the financial ability to be able to um, you know kind of stretch and push in some ways, and I mm-hmm. think that and 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 give all kinds of things um, financially. But you know, not all of us can do that all of the time. But I do think that those of us who who find ourselves more um, trapped by our our finances, um, you know, may uh, yeah, may like, I guess the question that I'm asking is, can you plan generosity? Hmm. And I, I think you can, but I think that generosity is often seen as a response in the moment. Um, you know, recognizing that, Hey, you know, what do you need? Sure. Like, uh, it's kind of like answering yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. whenever people ask, um, because it's all God's anyways. And, you know, there's, there's, you know, certainly, um, yeah, so that's kind of an interesting way of looking at it, I guess. But yeah, and I, I'm just I'm playing through some of the um, the ways I think we we can be self centeredness. I even think like, okay, at a church like ours, we're in Burlington. We are what the average. Let's just say the average house price around here is is close to a million dollars now, right? So that yep. there's this assumption that people have money, and you can. Um, I've I've probably found myself doing this in various times in my life. I try not to, but I think this is this is evidence of my own self-centeredness 
all walk out into the church parking lot and be like, well, there's people here with fancy cars. There's people here who clearly have a lot. They should be the ones giving lots. Like, I feel okay about giving what I'm giving, but like, they're the ones who can kind of carry this. And I, I think that's, that's self-centeredness, right? That's somehow it like, is. yeah, I think so. me judging them or, or assuming that like, well, if everyone's equally as generous as I am, we'd be much better off than we are now. Right. Even, I mean, we, I want to be careful here. We know the stats. We don't, as pastors, we actually don't know who gives or what they give. Um, Mm -hmm. You're really clear about that. But we know that there are a small group of people who make up monetarily a lot of the giving in our church. Um, Mm -hmm. And we know that if everyone, like assuming all things were equal, if everyone gave 2% more than what they're giving, the church budget would never have a problem. Like we we would be, we'd be fine. So it's it's hard even for those of us who, who are giving regularly, which I know you and I both do, um, to not feel a bit of a sense of like, well, everyone else just needs to pull up their bootstraps a little bit. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do we deal with that? How do we, um, yeah. well, I, I think that, I think it, 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 um, you know, what you, what you said is a good example of like, you know, when we start asking that, that question, if everybody could do a little bit more, uh, that really is looking at ourselves and, you know, trying to, you know, kind of compare or whatever and all those kind of things. But, but how, you know, how do we deal with it? I, so, so this gets back to the kind of the, one of the main points of this, this whole message, um, that I talked about and, and I used, um, a passage, uh, uh, you know, I jumped around a little bit, but, but second Corinthians five, 14 and 15 says for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live, so this, this is the point, so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and was raised again. And so I think that it, when, he, when he talks about this idea that Christ's love compels us, it, it moves us, it pushes us towards something. Hmm. And if that's not true of us in our lives or in our faith or in the way that we give, then, you know, financially, then I would say that we like we go back to the drawing board and we reflect on the love of Christ, mm-hmm. because I think that the more that we spend time um, with Him, the more that we spend time sort of reflecting on that and you know worshiping God for that, all of a sudden you know our lives and our pocketbooks and our sort of you know all of those things start to be less significant mm-hmm. because we see a bigger story. Yeah. And so, you know, what do we do with that when the question is like, I think as a church, yeah, we've, we got to deal with the, the, uh, the finances that we have. But my goal as a pastor is not to give you, it is not to tell people to give more money. It's to remind people of the, the incredible generosity of God. And that moves people and mm-hmm. that changes me. That changes, that should change us. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think, and sometimes I think it goes the other way around. Sometimes for people, we, we have to, you know, what's the phrase you sort of, you fake it till you make it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we have to, you know, give and, you know, put money, like put that money out there, um, and, and kind of learn how to be okay. <laughs> so you know, what is it the Bible says about, um, uh, God's response to our generosity? Uh, okay, so let me let me ask the question yeah. I'm trying to ask. Um, there are teachers in churches who would practice what we call that kind of health and wealth prosperity gospel, which is yeah. like, do this and you're going to get guaranteed returns. It's, it kind of feels like a pyramid scheme, right? Um, 
which we we would say no 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 that's that's not right but but what does what does the bible say about god's response and what we how god responds to our generosity yeah is that does that make sense yeah i i think that we would be surprised um in our context of how often the bible does talk about rewards that are given to us for our generosity and um you know we see this in many different places that you know when we give um god gives us hmm. uh and and he blesses us and this is something that's a little bit troubling but i think that so i think that we i i, I feel very um uh i feel very reluctant to preach that you know no i shouldn't say that cuz i have preached on this you know that we do get when we give but but recognizing kind of the way that that sort of is ordered so that it yeah. doesn't become this thing where we just do it in order to get the thing back. Yeah, it, it, it's it's all about motivations in some ways, right? Like, Yeah, the, but there is a reward. And that's the thing that I find, you know, really, really interesting when we look at this, right? Um, you know, the Bible actually talks about this in a couple of different places. But one of the places that I think of, um, you know, I believe I'm just thinking this off the top of my head, but I think it's in, in 2 Corinthians where he's talking about um, giving to, yeah, he's talking about generosity and mm. receiving the, you know, the collection and all of this. He's talking about bringing money in to take it to Jerusalem. Yep. And what he says is that when you do this, you know, God's going to just bust open your storehouses and he's going to give you more than you could ever imagine in chapter nine. Um, talks about all of this and it you know he says you know he who supplies the seed is going to you know like increase your store of seed and will enlarge your harvest of your righteousness and and you kind of think to yourself okay well he's talking about righteousness or he's talking about something else we yeah. try to qualify it but he goes on and says no you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion he's basically saying like it's it's pushing into those places that might be a little bit uncomfortable for us mm -hmm. but i do think that there is a, a something that we get um when we give but as soon as that becomes our motive then we're right back at self-centeredness again yeah and that's so what do you like <laughs> i know that, right? like, oh man it's like a it's like a it's all around in circles right yeah I, um but self but self you know self-centeredness is the you know is the the thing that is going to keep us from being truly generous as a foundational value that's the thing so so whether we are thinking about ourselves in terms of what we're going to get out of it um, or thinking of ourselves in terms of what we should keep for ourselves rather than give away, um, you know, when it comes to everything from our time and our money and everything else. Um, but yeah, when I think that, you know, we, when we, when we're putting ourselves at the center, uh, we end up having some weird counterfeit version of generosity that doesn't actually demonstrate, you know, the generosity of God. How can we all take a step forward in this this week? If you were to give us one little challenge, one thing to try, one one thing, what would it look like? Like besides just changing my mindset and being like, I need to be less self-centered, which is good, which we need to be shaped by the word. But if I were to practice one thing this week to move towards generosity and away from self-centeredness, what would you what would you suggest? Well, I mean, you know, this may sound boring, but I say I would start it and I shouldn't say it that way because it's not um, at all. I shouldn't diminish this, but I, I think that at the beginning, we the, the first step is to take times this week, um, you know, take a half an hour at the beginning of the day, 
you know, to reflect on God and his generosity. And when we remind ourselves of the bigger story, then our lives become, uh, we see it in a different way, it becomes part of a bigger story, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that the simple thing is to, is to drill into that time with God so that we can reflect on that. But then the second step is to kind of, you know, I, I, have, I heard this illustration about sort of moving our lives from kind of selfie mode to portrait mode. And I think that's yeah. kind of the thing that we need to do. We think about yeah. our, our phones and the way that we, you know, interact with them. We don't have a mirror anymore. We just turn our phone on and check to see if there's something in our teeth or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we live our lives as if everything is in selfie mode and we're looking back at ourselves. How mm-hmm. does that affect me? How does this affect me? How does that, you know, and what we should be doing instead is flipping those phones around, looking out, uh, recognizing the needs of the people that are around us, you know, caring for our friends and our neighbors, um, thinking about the people that, you know, that are, are blessing others, celebrating with people that are getting good things, you know, all of those kind of things um, help us. So maybe, you know, one of the things you could do this week is celebrate some success in somebody else. Yeah. Like, you know, take, take like, you know, write something, um, whatever it takes to, to thank those people or, or at least um, celebrate with them. Yeah. Oh, this is good. And it's so hard. I don't, I don't know about you, Paul, but as we've, as we've gone through this series so far and we've got two left, um, I have, there have been moments where I've just been like, man, this is, this is hard. This is, this is like, this is a high calling and it's a high bar. And like, are we going to, what is it going to look like for us to actually do this? Um, any, any closing thoughts for us? Like we're, we're just about out of time here. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just say again, you know, we want to be people who are generous with our lives, our homes and our money. Um, we aspire as a church community to, to, to give regularly to the church as part of this, to demonstrate hospitality. And we really want to become the kind of people who are givers rather than takers. Hmm. That's what it's about. I love that. Givers rather than takers. Well, thank you for joining us this week for Postscript. Uh, we will be back next week and uh, hope to have a good chat with you then. Bye.